Oh man, what a weekend. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I don't know if you could craft a better weekend story. I really don't. This is uh, one of my most favorite weekends ever as a Cardinals fan. Seeing them get, seeing the Cubs lose. Not once, not twice. You know, I'd be happy. I was just going to be happy if the Cardinals split the series. I would have been ecstatic. You know, with the Cardinals winning three games, but sweeping the Cubs at Wrigley, eliminating the Cubs from division title contention at Wrigley. I don't know that it can be. I don't know that it can be any better than that as a as a Cardinals fan. Uh, this is Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Uh, rate, review, and subscribe. Google and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, everywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. Uh, contact the show, 615-499-6690. I want to hear from you. What was the most impactful part of the weekend for you? What was your favorite part of this past weekend as the, uh, as the Cardinals sweep the Cubs straight out of National League Central contention? Oh, it was so nice. It was so nice. Elimination. Oh. Oh, man. It's so good. A little bit different kind of show today. We're not going to be doing the three big things. We're just going to kind of concentrate on this weekend and then what's coming up next for the Cardinals uh, with the Diamondbacks. Uh, We got a listener call to get to. So, yeah. Cardinal sweep. And uh, I believe one of the most fitting things we can do to honor the Cubs the memory of the Cubs after that after that massacre up in Wrigley. Well, you you know what it is. Now let's take a look back at some of the finer, awful moments of the Cubs history. And this week in the Cubs suck. So don't get me wrong, I'm super glad the Cardinals won. But a lot of those victories were come from behind victories. The Cubs couldn't even win once on their home field. And, but you know the real reason the Cubs suck? Because they bring out their $40 million closer, Craig Kimbrell. And what happens? Boom! Home run number one from Yachty. Boom! Home run number two from the Young. Case closed. The Cubs are finished. And the Cubs suck. I'm not even mad at Carlos Martinez. That if that that should tell you something. <laughs> this weekend was uh, was it was just incredible for the Cardinals all around. Really was uh, punctuated a lot by uh, you know the pitching. At times a little shaky. Dakota Hudson didn't quite have the best start to his game, uh, with walks and giving up hits and everything else. Still fought out of it. The damage could have been a lot worse. Cardinals still come from behind. Win that one. Carlos Martinez uh, still pretty good. You know, he had that uh, that rocky uh, outing on Thursday. Well, you know what? Friday, 
he came back into the game. Of course, you know, I tweeted out, ah, here we go again. And uh, you know what? Not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, Goldie getting on it. Andrew Miller getting on it. Ozuna hitting the big fly. You know, Ozuna probably could have had a better weekend. Uh, But you know what? He came through where it counted. I still don't know about re-signing the guy in the offseason. A lot of people are going to say maybe you should. Uh, You know, I get to thinking about that, and we're only going to touch on this for a second because we got bigger fish to fry than the offseason at the moment. But J.D. Martinez, you know, opts out of his contract with the Red Sox, which is looking completely possible considering the direction the team's going. Uh, You may want to take a look at him instead of Ozuna, but that's just, again, that's just me. Um, Let's see, what else? There's so many many high points. Uh, I want to hear from you. I gave the phone number earlier, 615-499-6690. Your most impactful moment of the weekend. What was your favorite part of the weekend? Was it the Yachty Bombs? Was it the come-from-behind victories? Was it the Cub Tears that sustained everyone's soul? Was it the fact the Cardinals eliminated the Cubs at Wrigley? I think that was probably it for me. The fact that the Cardinals finally got to repay that favor and knock the Cubs out of contention. To me, that would be, that that's just poetic justice. Just poetic justice. And I got to say, it could have happened to a better group of guys. You know, the umps was giving them calls all weekend long. Like that phantom balk. Like, where, where did that come from? They want to balk. You go back and you watch that pitch. He didn't, there's nothing balky about it. You know, there was, I mean, th- th- this series had everything. This felt like a playoff series. This felt like the kind of series where the Cardinals came in as underdogs and just destroyed them. Now, were they great wins? Not particularly. And some of them weren't great. I mean, they're great wins in the fact you get the W. You make more space, you know, in the, in the playoff picture, but... They weren't, you know, blowout wins by any means. You know, the car, the the Cubs imploded. And that's not why the Cardinals won. The Cardinals won because of run suppression. The Cardinals won because of timely pitching and timely hitting. But you have to say, the Cubs, uh, they they weren't helping themselves out by any means at all. They they was just straight garbage. All weekend long, the fact that the, the some of their fans already given up, and this is something that I kind of noticed. I, I, I tweeted I tweeted about this too. One of the major themes, if you search for like the Cubs hashtag, you know hashtag Cubs or everybody in or whatever it is they're using, one of the big things that's happening is they're talking about how this is the end of an era for the Cubs. You know they got to win the World Series in 2016. You know, a year after, uh, what was it, 90, they won 97 or 98 games in 2015. Uh, you know, and they went on to win the division uh, four years in a row before losing that tiebreaker game to the Brewers last season. This season, not going to win the division, probably not going to the playoffs, barring some kind of miracle. Uh, and they're talking about an end of an era. And as a Cardinals fan, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, 
we're still in the golden age of St. Louis baseball. Has it been a rocky three years? Yeah. But we've had a winning record all three years. I mean, if you think about it, we're talking 20 seasons. 20 seasons. Where every season but one had a winning record. We're talking about the bulk of those seasons played in the postseason. 2000, what was it? 2007 and 8, no postseason. Uh, 2016, 17, 18, no postseason. And you just kind of forgive me, I can't remember about the early 2000s where the Cardinals win and the Cardinals didn't. But I mean, even if you back it up to 2004. 2004 on, you can't, I mean, we've had prolific players. Tony La Russa. You know, the world's, those two World Series under him. 2006, 2011, appearance in 2004. Heck, Matheny got us back there in 2013. Now, granted, it was still La Russa's team that he was playing with for the most part, but still, got back there. We're still in the golden age of St. Louis Cardinals baseball. No ifs, ands, or buts about that. So you want to know the biggest difference between a Cubs fan and a Cardinals fan? Is the Cardinals know, a Cardinals fan knows what good baseball is. They know that their team is always going to be there and try to do the best they can. May not agree with everything they do. You know, may get pretty upset with the front office. And there was front office changes over the last 20 years, of course. Walt Jockety in there gets ousted at the end of 2007. Mazalock comes in at 2008. Pujols leaves. Paul Goldschmidt arrives. There's changes, but the one thing remains constant, winning. Now, granted, a winning record doesn't matter very much if you're just going to be, you know, on the outside looking in in October. But we haven't had to endure any 100 lost seasons. There's not been any tanking going on. Heck, as much as I hate to admit it, John Mazalog didn't even make a trade at the trade deadline. Look who's on the outside looking in now. It ain't the cards. Not by any, not by any stretch of the imagination. Not at all. So when you see a Cubs fan and they talk about the golden age of Cubs baseball, you just look at them, smile, and say, well, we've been in the golden age of Cardinals baseball for 20 years, and it's still going. It's still going. In fact, you could probably say it goes back to 1998 when McGuire hit all his home runs. Now, I know opinions going to be varied about that guy and how people feel about him these days, but still. This, this is a franchise that knows winning is a lot more sometimes than World Series. I mean, that's the ultimate goal, of course, but winning is winning for the St. Louis Cardinals is more of a mindset. It's more of an expectation. Nobody expects the Cubs to win. Not really. People expect the Cardinals to win. And that's your difference.
This is Lockdown Cardinals, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Rate, review, and subscribe in Google and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, everywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. Again, give us a call. Let us know your favorite part of that Cubs series, 615-499-6690. Leave a voicemail. We will get you on the show. We do have a voicemail to get to in our next segment. And, uh, yeah, we'll be uh, talking a little bit about the Diamondbacks and uh, what's next for the Cardinals. Guys, when you're on deck and getting ready to step up to the plate, you have to be sure you're ready to swing for the fences. But if you're looking for that fastball when you get a curve instead, that's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is the first chewable of its kind with the same FDA-approved active ingredient as Viagra and Cialis. So, you know they work, right? You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever an opportunity to swing for the fences arises. Blue Chew is prescribed online and ships straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code MLB. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code MLB to try it free. Again, that promo code MLB. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. This is Lockdown Cardinals, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. And uh, again, like we've been saying, rate, review, and subscribe. Google and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. Uh, you can call the show, 615-499-6690. Uh, we got Braxton, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, Braxton uh, from Virginia, and he's got some, uh, well, he wants to answer the question I posed, I believe, on Friday. Give me a reason why we should keep Carlos Martinez in a Cardinals uniform. What you got to say, Braxton? Hey, Moose. What's going on, man? This is uh, Braxton again from Virginia. Uh, love the show still, man. Listen to it every day. But So we're talking about Carlos Martinez a little bit here. So what I'm hearing is you're saying pretty much, you know, show me why or give me a reason why somebody would still want to see Carlos Martinez in a Cardinals uniform. Well, the only thing I have for that is, you know, I agree with what you're saying after the season. It's time to probably cut ties with them and uh, stuff like that. But, like, regarding this year, ever since Jordan Hicks went down, it's just kind of like, you know, uh, Carlos Martinez has been the closer. He's been the guy, um, you know, in that role. So what I'm saying is I understand that uh, Giovanni Gallegos is definitely probably, he's definitely, no doubt, he's best, our best guy out of the pen. Um, but, you know, without, if you put Gallegos in the ninth inning to close, then you're going to have to have someone fill the role of the innings that Gallegos has been giving them to get to that ninth inning. And I think there's no doubt that Mike Schilt would put Gallegos in the ninth inning, um, but at the same time, you know, Gallegos has been getting us to the ninth inning with this one, maybe two-run lead. So I'm still down with Carlos Martinez to be our closer, um, you know, since he's done a pretty good job. You know, he's not going to have great outings all the time, but I would say going into the 220 day game today, um, he would still be – in my opinion, the closer after the season, that's a different story. But right now, I just feel like Gallegos' role is to fill the innings um, till you get to the point of Carlos Martinez. But if he if he has availability, availability, I have no problem with him 
pitching the ninth inning. It's just a matter of, you know, somebody's going to have to fill the shoes of those innings that he was getting if he does start pitching in the ninth inning. That's all I got for you, man. All right, Braxton. Thanks for the call. You know, I, I'm going to, I'm just going to be honest, you know, I, I, that, that role he played on Thursday and almost blowing the game for Jack Flaherty. It just, just seemed to me, it was just like a, a nice big magnifying glass of all the issues with him. Uh, but he pitched pretty, you know, he, I'm not going to, I can't take it away from him. Overall, he's been a good closer for uh, the Cardinals. Is he erratic at times? A bit unpredictable? Yeah. Does he's got his personal issues that I don't agree with, that I don't think it's going to be good for the Cardinals to keep him around long term? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think he's a bit inside his own head. I think he doesn't know how to handle adversity on the mound very well. All those things uh, are true. But that, does that mean he can't be the closer? No. And when I posed that question, I was thinking more or less after the season. I don't know. Here, I guess here's my thing about Gallegos being the closer. Is he any better than Carlos Martinez? Is he, does he not have? Is he flawless? No. I mean, he's going to have his issues. But I guess when Carlos comes to the mound to close games, I immediately look at it and I go, which Carlos are we going to get? Are we going to get the Carlos that's going to blow people away and get three quick outs? Are we going to get a guy that's going to walk a couple dudes, give up a hit, then fall apart, and they're going to have to bring in Gallegos anyway if they haven't already used them? Which one are you going to get? And if you're in a elimination game in the playoffs against the Braves, against the Dodgers, against the Yankees or Astros or whoever it's going to be from the American League, uh, do you want to be asking yourself that question about your closer? Do you want to be asking yourself, man, which one are we going to get? Or do you want to know this is exactly what we're going to get? This is what I can expect. So that's what we're going to go with. I don't know if the pressure gets the Martinez. Uh, I, I have no clue. But I think he might be better off in a setup role. Bring him in in the eighth. If you gonna if you got to use him, bring him in the eighth. Use Gallegos in the ninth. You know, Martinez has been a starter before. He can go a little bit longer. Now, as far as 2020, I still think that, uh, I still think you just, yeah, I'd see what you can get for him. That's what I'd do. In fact, uh, you know, I put out a couple of tweets regarding uh, my thoughts on him. And even though some people seem to think I got an issue with him because of uh, some people have said it's race and everything else, it's not. It's the fact that he's undisciplined. It's the fact that he seems to be selfish. You know, and we've already listed all those reasons a hundred times, you know. Fights at the strip club. Showing up late for games. You know, not doing the work in the offseason he needs to do. Those are all documented, reported facts. All the reasons I don't like him. You know, and there are people out there that agree with me. You know, I'm taking a look at uh, at KW Wine, Kevin. You know, he says he's not a fan of CMART for the reasons that I've stated, but man has wicked cat talent. Scary what he could do with a real discipline like Mariano Rivera. You know what? He's absolutely right. With real discipline, with real focus, Carlos Martinez would be an incredible asset to this team. It's been, what, seven seasons after this one? And we're still asking questions about his maturity. 
still asking questions about whether or not he could handle the pressure? No. No, it, for me, it's it's just time. The, the cons outweigh the pros in this case, and uh, see what you can get for him. I definitely went back in as a starter. We've already talked about that. Garrett Cole is is who needs to be at the top of that rotation. But it's not going to happen there either because the Cardinals aren't going to pay for him. That's the way that one's going to go. Anyway, enough about that. I promise I'm not going to talk about Carlos Martinez the rest of the week, okay? Unless he just does something crazy stupid. But I'm not going to complain about him for any other reason. Uh, Adam Wainwright taking the mound against the Arizona Diamondbacks later on today. Game time is going to be late game. Late game. 8.40 Central Time. Uh, You can catch it on uh, Fox Sports Midwest, your local Cardinals radio affiliate. Wayno, Wayno has quietly turned this season around and maybe has extended and rejuvenated his career. A 3.83 ERA, 144 strikeouts. In September, 4-0, his ERA, 0.33. Outdueled Max Scherzer in his last start against the Nationals, allowing only one run. That's his second run he's allowed in all of September in seven innings. So, uh, Wayno famously not that great on the road, so we'll see how, at least this season, famously not that great on the road. So, we'll see how he does against Alex Young. He's the uh, starter for the Diamondbacks. Uh, Went up against the Marlins in his last start. A couple of runs he gave up there over five innings. Uh, He did strike out 12 Reds when he shut them out over eight innings uh, back on September 7th. The Cardinals haven't faced this guy before. So we'll uh, see exactly what it has to offer. Uh, just because the Cardinals have eliminated Cubs, they're not out of the woods yet. They get the Brewers on the way, and no head-to-head matchup. Got to take care of business. Got to win series. Got to win series. Uh, in fact, got to win the rest of the way out. You've already stepped on the Cubs. You killed them. Can't rest on your laurels. Got to do the same thing to Arizona. And you got to be ready for the Cubs at the end of the week or the weekend for the final series. Have to. Because I guarantee you they're going to come looking to play spoiler. Remember last season? Cardinals played spoiler. And those losses is what caused the Cubs to have to play that uh, tiebreaker game. We don't want that. Cardinals got to get the work done. Give us a call. Let us know how we're doing. 615-499-6690. You can email me, moose at onairwithmoose.com. Follow me on Twitter as well, at Moose Michaels. So we'll see you tomorrow morning. You drink a brewski for the moosey. I'm out.